Welcome to Double Deuce. It's Double Deuce Podcast. With Will and Nelson. I'm Nelson. And I'm Will. And this is the Double Deuce Podcast. It's 22 minutes of podcast. Listen to it. You got time for 22 minutes? Yeah. Double Deuce. Today's episode of Double Deuce is brought to you by Frank's North Star Tavern. Frank's is the easiest way to create beautiful drunkenness with your friends, alone, and during great live entertainment. Frank's features an elegant bar space, beautiful servers, and incredible alcohol support. Try Frank's at Frank's North Star Tavern in North Lawrence, Kansas, and use offer code DOUBLEDEUCE at checkout for a free high five from Frank. Frank's, get drunk beautiful. Yeah, double deucing it again. Welcome back to Double Deuce. Yes, episode 10. Have we gotten to 10 already? This is 10. Wow. Yes, which we are recording a week early, technically, from our schedule. Because next week's the Super Bowl and we're going to be busy. Yep, we're getting this in in advance uh, mm. because here at the Lodge there is a pasta cook-off. Yes. Uh, and I've got to, apparently I've got to bring a 9x13 pan of yes. pasta. It's true. Because that's, what, that's how I roll. Hopefully you guys came out for that because technically you will be hearing this after that mm-hmm. occurred. But, uh, but we might be doing a little special something here beforehand that we will be able to tell you about. I don't know. Yeah, so please have know. come if you yes. if you, uh, if yes. you didn't. Uh, well, well, at least we'll mention it on the Facebooks, at the very least. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Well, shit, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are Honestly, you doing? I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay. I got my son here today. Yes. He's joined us. Oliver is a guest again. Yeah, he's uh, got a pacifier mm-hmm. and um, a bad attitude. So we may hear from him yes. a little bit later. We have a little baby correspondence corner. Yep, yep, but uh, he's he's doing well. Mm. He's doing well. He's not he's not sleeping through the night yet, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. He's sleeping through some of the he's night. He's got a lot on his mind. He does. He does. He's a busy man. Yeah. He's a busy man. Lots of, 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 of breast grabbing and drinking and mm-hmm. uh, shitting and sleeping. Yes. It's, it's a busy Full schedule. schedule. Full schedule. Um, Full schedule. Speaking of Correspondence Corner, should we Correspondence Corner? Because we have gotten some correspondence. Oh, wow. We have gotten actual correspondence, um, all from Amber Fraley. Okay. But a bunch of it. But it's like, disclaimer, we mm-hmm. know Amber Fraley. We do. Some of you may not. She yes. is a, a writer. Yes. Uh, and, and local rancateur. Yes. Uh, and uh, we're, I'm excited to hear what she has to say. I know. And she is she is shouldering the great weight of correspondence for all the rest of you listeners. If so. you don't like what Amber has to say, you can get in touch with us. Yes. And, and it, tell us you why. Can, yes. Call her out through us if you need to. Yeah. Uh, she, she likes... She's all caught up. She she likes the the Ollie's blowout poop bit. Oh, nice! <laughs> likes that nice. a lot. Yeah. Um, she misses the old intro. Oh, okay. But she okay. likes the new outro. So, oh, kinda, okay. You know, it's a, a mixed bag there. Yeah. But uh, so she likes that. And then she had sent us. Let me. Sorry, one second. Let me find it because she sent us an actual question to talk about here on the podcast. I'm not prepped for she anything. She likes the 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 new outro, yes. but not the new intro. Yes, I feel well, like well. I don't. She didn't say she didn't like the new intro. Yeah, she said she misses the old intro. Yeah. So I guess. But wasn't the old intro just like you going? Oh, I gotta write an intro. Yep. Well, right. I mean, well, say. there you go, Amber. You've heard it now. <laughs> say, well, uh, I gotta write an intro. Yep. I'm Chris Nelson. Oh. That is. 
That was pretty much I'm it. I'm just trying to cover while you're searching for this frantically, man. I'm thing? trying to cover for your ass. So there it is. Uh, there it is. Yes, yeah, that was some good covering. That's some good vamping Dex, there. Dex, well, I, I think a lot of people probably thought you were just talking to yourself just then because my impression mm, of you was so good. Spot on. Oh, I'm Chris Delvin. Uh, yes. Correspondence. Correspondence from Amber Fraley. Dear yeah. Double Deuce, I have a question that possibly you discuss on a future show. I have this ongoing debate with a co-worker. I think that pooping should, if at all possible, take place at home and not in the work bathroom, stinking it up for everyone else. She's in the, if you gotta go, you gotta go camp. I get that. But I think pooping can mostly be scheduled before and after work or on lunch breaks. Thoughts? Wow. Well, first of all, I want to I wanna start by breaking down some barriers and blowing some minds. Dude, all right. Cause, cause fuck, I, fuck a barrier. I, break I, it I, down. I'm going to break the barrier down. I have talked to a lot of people about mm-hmm. work pooping. Yes. All right. I mean, it's a subject that's You've done the research. More than once. And in multiple countries. This and, is lucky. And here's a thing, a little mm-hmm. known thing that they don't tell you. It's kind of a hidden secret, but once you know it, it will blow your mind. I don't mm-hmm. mean to make it sound like a clickbait thing, but what mm-hmm. I'm about to tell you you is going to be earth shattering okay shatter so that earth just take a moment to live with your old paradigm of life for just one more second because your world is about but to explode. clutch your children close they All may right. not make it in the new world order okay so the gender dichotomy and work pooping this is an area where all right you would think stereotypically that men would be the dirtiest nastiest Poopers. The, the 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 men's room would be a filthy place. But from everything I have heard and everything I have seen, in your years so of diligent research, in my years of diligent scholarly, research, I've been pursuits. told by multiple like, multiple horror stories. It is a goddamn battlefield in the women's rooms around the country. Kind of a kind offices. of a first fifteen minutes of saving <laughs> there private are kind of war thing. crimes, war crimes going on on a daily basis in those bathrooms, like shit that you and I and like all the filthy fucks here at the lodge who do horrible things and we can tell you some stories. Oh yeah, horrible things do happen in a bathroom. But we would find team in comparison. I mean, because ladies have to, I don't know if it's that they have to sit down to do it all or if it's because there's a repression there that can only be unleashed in the gals room with the stall doors or if it's because they all have to have stall doors so they feel like they can get away with anything. I'm not saying that this is any sort of, of, of inherent uh, issue with, with women. But what I will say is when they get into bathrooms, they turn into fucking animals. Animals of filth and, and, and awfulness and the things that they do in there. And ladies are agreeing with me and they're nodding right now or they're shaking all, their heads. All nodding along. Yeah. I think they're mostly nodding along. And, and the fact is... It's it, it's not a question. I, I don't know that it's a question that, that that can be looked at equally from both sides. Because Amber, the things that are going on in the bathrooms of your gender are are awful and probably should be kept at home. Although they they, they would never do that to their own home. What what makes people do the things they do in public bathrooms that they obviously wouldn't do in their own home? Because you don't write on the walls in your own feces in your own home, right? I mean, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't either. I mean, but. I I've, I've had, I guess, but I guess to your scientific point, we are both men, and so I guess we wouldn't. This is what you're trying to say. Well, in I'm general, saying or? I'm saying that there, that there are a lot of bad things that happen. Uh-huh. There are a lot of bad things that happen of both genders, but I think they're they're actually more heinous than you would expect. Because I thought it would be like 
uh, ladies' rooms would be like a day at the cinnamon bun factory. You know, they like walk in in orderly lines. They titter a little bit. They poop little poops that smell like cinnamon rolls, and and then they get up and they wash their hands because they're all very clean and tidy. And then they go. No, it's a fuck. It's more it's like, like that. it's kind of like Black Hawk Down every time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much worse than anything that we third could world ever. war zone. It is. Uh, there are some travesties. All right, and I had to clean the bathrooms at Borders a few times when I worked there downtown Borders, where the homeless like to go. And uh, man, it's worse than that, I think. So I'm saying, poop at home, ladies. Poop at home for your own safety. Mm. Okay. I'm sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent. It's okay. Well, you have the science to back it up. I feel strongly. I like like getting an informed opinion on here. yeah, I don't. I, <clears throat> I I think it's fair. Her point of you know you play in if you can, but you know don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself holding it in, ladies. If you got to, come on. You don't don't want to go to the doctor, but it sounds like maybe you can't be trusted. So I'm guessing uh, for Amber in particular, if you got to use the bathroom at work, it sounds like just get an old coffee can out back and save yourself some trouble. And uh, let the rest of them do as they do in there. A coffee can in the back would be a freaking relief after what is going on in those bathrooms. There, it's like something out of Jurassic Park, the gross part. Things tearing, flesh rending, awfulness. Lawyer eating. Yeah. 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 You, well, I hope that answered your question, Amber. I guess I'm going to close, you know, by saying you you, you spent long wondering if you could do it. That that you never thought, Amber, about whether you should do it. Work moving. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was Correspondence Corner. Followed by like, Jurassic World <laughs> uh-huh. Whistling Corner. Yes. Yeah. Whistling Corner. Yeah. Got some of that in there. I'm, I'm of the age of a whistler now. For those of you at home, we also have Baby Trying to Steal a Beer Corner mm. going on. This baby, man, this baby loves beers. I don't know if it's, yeah, if it's the color, the reflections that come off the glass, but he is definitely a big fan of trying to steal as many beers as possible. Ali, would you like to say hi to everybody? No, no, no. Okay. No. Anyway, he's uh, just silently that trying to steal the beer. Disappointment corner there the whole time. Uh, so yeah. So uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, do you want to talk about your diversity training that you had to do? Oh yeah, what's a diversity training? Which um, which English people? I just wanted to say, just in case any of you you took offense at the last episode, I was telling you you don't understand racism. This is just an opportunity to, to show that nobody really understands racism because we got diversity training going on so that we can. So maybe we need more English diversity training. Yeah, I mean, I really don't want to say too much about it because I think it's one of those areas that I could could get fired yes. uh, very easily for yes. talking too much about it. Um, you don't want to give up the secrets. But no, no, training. no. Uh, yeah, the first rule of diversity training uh, is you do not talk about diversity no, training. you just get it inside yourself and lock it down. And, 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 and live on, live on every single day. It was, it was good. It was good. Uh, I, I found um, the exercises were uh, a little heavy. I didn't, um, I didn't expect... 
expect the race war simulator to be quite as difficult as yeah. it was. Now that's the thing I was most interested in is this race war simulator. Yeah, well, that's... it's it's like Exchange City meets Twenty Eight Days Later. Okay, uh, with yeah, with little Sons of Anarchy. Was it kind of did it have like the cool like I can't remember where it was. I went to some it was like some Lincoln thing or Civil War thing. They just had like the country, the map. And then they have all the, the dead, like, red of the fighting and the dead people and going around, and it, like, over time. Was it kind of like that kind of thing? Was it well, like a map, was, or it was, was it like a... It was, it like, was, how fancy, how, how audio-visual fancy? It was more like a, like, a, like, a, like a choose-your-own-adventure Okay, novel. It was kind of like a little D&D, like, yeah. like they just had... The person in front was, like, just kind of talking about it, and you were picturing it in your own mind's eye. Yeah, and you basically, like, the idea was, like, how long can you go without starting the race war? Okay. And yeah. Then what yeah. That? Okay, now... I want to know. I want to know who won the race war. Oh, but first, but first, can I guess? Go for it. Go for it. Asians. You you'd think you'd think, and certainly uh, there's a lot of supplemental statistical material mm-hmm. that showed that they score higher on both uh, SAT and ACT scores uh, than their minority and, and majority counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there was never any sort of line drawn as to how that helps them with the race war, but officially the line was nobody wins the race war. Well, I, I mean, mean, in the race war, we're, uh, we're all losers. Yeah, the greatest treasure is a child smile, but come on, <laughs> if you're already simulating it, something had to happen. Yeah, well, I'm... Uh, was it just like a... Is it kind of one of those everyone is just dead around the table and you're trying to piece together what happened kind of scenarios? Exactly, like, you wake up so like and everyone, field, everyone's just gone. And you go, oh God, not again, not again. Uh, See, I just, I, 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 my thought is that there's at least one Asian left standing there at the end to carry on and that's, is that racist? Well, I feel like it's... Making that assumption. Maybe. Is it more racist if I put money on it? I I do like the fact that you're presenting a positive stereotype of Asians, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, many people would, you know, would put uh, some of a, a different race as the the ultimate surviving race. But your your choice mm-hmm. of, of Asians, I think, is a sort of denies a stereotype in and of itself. Um, I think you'd get along with diversity training awesome. really, really I'm glad, well. I'm glad to know I'm not racist. No, no, I don't. I think the point is that 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 everyone is is racist. Uh, but the, there's nothing that we can do about that. So we just have to learn to accept that everybody's individual experience is their own unique uh, fulcrum for moving their destiny in the way that they choose to. Uh, it's not a color blindness, Nelson. Mm. You don't want to be color blind. You want to be color conscious. Yes. Um, you want to realize that you know you've not had the same experience. As a one-legged Inuit, um, or if you have, I was about then to say that's pretty awesome. You're being real presumptuous. I, maybe, maybe. I mean, uh, let have, me ask I you have, this: I have two legs, uh-huh. but still. Let me ask you this: Have you ever have you ever lived for any length of time in in uh, Antarctica in a, in a tundra situation? Yeah. No. Um, no. Yeah, in an igloo, maybe. No. Been whaling. Um. No, I've been fishing, yeah, but not extensively and not for some time. And usually in a much more temperate situation, like yeah. a spring or summer kind of uh, climate. In uh, in you know a, a uh, here in the, in the Kansas area or, or in the the east or in the United States, 
But yeah, always I'd probably at least you know sunny and sixty, if yeah. not warmer. Yeah. I don't know, maybe went night fishing a couple of times. Yeah. Had to wear a jacket, I think, mm-hmm. for that. But it was still, I think, kind of is Juneish maybe or something. So yeah. Not not particularly cold. Yeah. In Kansas, Juneish in Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the only times I've gone night fishing were in Kansas. Okay. It's been a long time since I've been fishing, to be honest. I mean, it sounds to me like what you're describing is different. Is nothing at all like uh-huh. the experience of a. Inuit. So, I mean, I think one of the things that they told us, and and you know, let's make sure that we're that we're using our correct conversational uh, agreements. Yes, thank you very much. Um, and and one of the things we want to do is is keep our our discussions on race sort of local and personal and and honest. So, um, I guess my next question to you would be, why are you so full of shit, motherfucker? Okay. Um, okay. And again, I don't mean that in a... Again, I'm uh, making a little bit of an assumption with the motherfucker. Uh-huh. But uh, I think I'm allowed to because of my experience. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So <laughs> that's the kind of thing that we, we spent a couple days on. Okay. Um, so, and so now you're, you're, you're in the clear. Well, I, I don't think any of us... Well, but no, my, no, now you know that you're not in the clear. But yeah. knowing that you're not in the clear kind of puts you in the clear. My my autobiographical racial journey has just started. I'm like the Frodo of ra- of his own racism mm-hmm. setting out to Mount Doom. And it's like, who knows what I'm going to find. And in this metaphor, it's Mount Doom. Mount Doom. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think complete that, racial understanding. I think that's the race war. I, I, okay, I, I, all right. Yeah, yeah, like I gotta, I gotta go stop the stop the race war by realizing that I have uh, white privilege, which I think is probably going to be perfectly encapsulated by Tom Bombadil. Uh, yeah. Seems like the most white privileged motherfucker. Pretty white. Yeah, a lot um, of those guys are pretty white, but Tom Bombadil's super white. Yeah. So I mean, I think I, we've taken that metaphor in a, a strange direction. Yeah. Uh, but I think what we can agree because with... Because then is, you start trying to talk about what the orcs are, and then you go, yeah. then it's racist. It, it is a little bit. In fact, in fact, I think there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, if you look at the... Like, like there's a whole chapter dedicated to what the, like, the black men of the, the South in, in, the, in the novels, uh, mm. the, or, the, or, the, or the, the Far East or something. So yeah. there's definitely a little bit of racism in there. Yeah. Um, is that, did you ever read that McSweeney's bit that was like uh, Noam Chomsky, Howard Zinn... Do commentary track for Fellowship of the Rings. No, it's no. pretty good. I'm about to check it out. It gets in there with the the racism and the classism. Yeah, yeah. So in, in so basically, in closing, talking about diversity training and racial sensitivity, make friends with some Asians because you never know when it's gonna when it's all gonna go off. Right, but also realize that your experience is nothing like their Asian experience and when you have conversations with them remember keep it local and personal and honest so you're like what the fuck are you on about motherfucker hmm. and uh, and if you're an Inuit uh, be careful whaling because you can lose an arm really easily or a leg or a leg yeah Oh, uh, so that's that was that was, that was I feel, really enlightening. I feel very actually. racially sensitive now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like man, we've got we've broken down a lot of science and and sociology here. This has probably been the most informative double deuce. Yet. I feel like this is a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, number ten, it was kind of an anniversary, so I think it was good that we got real serious there, really broke down some issues. Yeah, yeah. Is there a I don't know? Do you you got the kid with you here? Do you have a dad's corner? With, <laughs> 
with um, kid here. A, a dad's quarter with kid. Um, yeah. I, you know, I got to say this this little guy has been pretty uh, pretty amazing over the past uh, past few days. He's he's uh, starting to get quite a little giggle on him, and he's a lot of fun. So for the very special tenth episode, I'm just gonna say yeah, he was well worth the cost of admission. I'm glad we didn't try to leave him in the hospital yeah. uh, or like do a little Freaky Friday switch with anybody else's baby. Um, and he's okay, although he's he's got a lot of white privilege. Oh man, so much! Yeah. You can see it. Yeah, I know. It's just it's like coming off him and just waves, senses, like like lines. Yeah, like yeah. A, like, it's like a summer highway, like desert highway haze of heat. All the white privilege just you can't emanating spell off of him. Entitlement without tit. It's like a force field of white privilege. And he's like around give me your, him, give me your keeping tit. all other racial knowledge just bouncing off of it. Yeah, so. There's that. You need to wake up, kid. We're going to start a racial autobiography club for him. So it's gonna be That'll fun. be good. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be nice. We'll have a weekly reading. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's all. What about you? We have. I, mean, I feel like we've, again, we've talked about me it's for true. Too much. It's you know, true. Well, we were learning a lot about science. I mean, I don't know. I don't sure what to, to talk about after all that. I don't have anything nearly so enlightening. No. Uh, How do you feel about workplace shitting? Um, I mean, it's, it is getting paid to shit. That's nice. Yeah. But, you know, because you know if you're good at something, never do it for free. No, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. So, uh, but yeah, I feel like it's kind of like a it's, a, it's a free break at work. It's, uh-huh. uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not, it's not my favorite place to shit, but yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's paid, it's, it's a paid, paid break Away from your troubles. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of using all parts of the buffalo. Exactly. You know, yeah. you're not wasting any of your day. Exactly. Yeah. You get your regular break and you get your shitting break in, and you get paid for both of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's your right as an American, really. But, but I can see where she's coming from. I can see the problem, especially if you're inclined not to to have to come in and deal with that. If you're not. Buying into that social contract of shitting at work, you're just having to deal with the aftermath. I can see where that would be difficult to, to deal with. I don't know. To live with. It depends on where you work. If you work in an office with more than like 20 people, like everybody turns into animals. Mm-hmm. They should have the they should have the mirrors with like you know the the zoo where it's like what's the the world's most dangerous animal, and then there's the. Mirror. I will say this, and it's something I've noticed at my office is that especially because I work a split shift between two shifts, there's not as many people later, so sometimes they'll flip off lights and do things to save power but what you should never do if you're work shitting is then flip off the light and the fan in the bathroom because you're trying to save power because that's not cool no, no, that's no. Not you're, cool. just, you're just, you're just, you gotta leave that, you gotta leave that fan running just, like maybe when you leave, when you leave work, try to check and see if it's off but, but don't be a monster. Nah, if you're gonna work poop, remember there's mm-hmm. someone in after you. Absolutely, and we'll uh, we'll have to leave them with that. Yes, because that's, that's been our 22 that's minutes. Our 22 minutes, which we, we were also sponsored by Frank's again. There's, an ad, there's an ad at the beginning there that you heard. If you but, need to poop, poop at Frank's. Yeah, you poop at Frank's. He's got bathrooms upstairs and downstairs for yeah. your pooping. And actually, I don't know that there's a. You can't poop down. <laughs> well, you can poop downstairs at Frank's. People probably have. But yeah, but it, it is a trough. So yeah, yeah. I, we are we are pro work shitting, anti trough shitting. I think is where we finally come down there. Let's keep it clean, people. All right, go Asians. Bye bye. Contact us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com is our email. Twitter at doubledeucepod. We are also on Facebook as Double Deuce Podcast. 
We're also on iTunes, so please uh, subscribe to us and also leave a review with some stars if you liked it. If not, uh, we've been uh, some other podcast.